0: Patty and Lori, just, just beautiful, just beautiful. Welcome to our live stream. We live stream every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central, and you are welcome to watch our previous services on our website or our Facebook page. Beginning today, our prayer chaplains will be available to pray one-on-one with you via Zoom. I'll follow up with some more details at the end of service, but we're really excited to offer that starting today. Cassie Meeks, our beloved Youth Ministry Director, will lead our Grace and me- Peace Meditation today at 5 p.m. Uh, Special Kids Blessing will be part of this family-friendly feather- f- family gathering. Reverend Pat is off today, well-deserved day of rest. As per usual, we have one or two opportunities at Uniminneapolis. Minneapolis. Let me start with the list. Reverend Pat invites you to join him for his 30-minute prayer, to, uh, prayer journey to Advent at 5 p.m., Monday through Thursday, and this is once a week, or excuse me, every day, Monday through Thursday until January 6th. Reverend Tony is back with Pub Theology this Thursday at 5 p.m., and then Reverend Tony and Thomas Maelo begin a three-week intro to Solstice Experience, and that starts at 7 p.m. On Saturday, the Women of Unity gather virtually at 9.30 a.m., and their December theme is The Gift That Keeps On Giving. John and Marie Pettingill return on the first two Sundays in December for a two-part workshop beginning at 11 a.m., Understanding the Divine Masculine. On Monday, December 7th, please join Reverend Pat and I as we do our annual remembrance service that begins at 7 p.m., And if you would like us to light a candle in memory of a loved one, please send that name to the church office. You are welcome to download a copy of Unity's 2020 Advent booklet, The Spirit of Christmas, and you can use this to accompany Sunday lessons during all of Advent. And you can do this at unity.org or Unity Minneapolis website. For PRISM, bring your unwrapped donations to fill the toy van on Thursday, December 3rd, and that's from 1 to 7 p.m. And PRISM also has an online gift registry at Target, and you can purchase gifts there to be delivered directly to PRISM. You can see all the other events and more details on all these events I just covered on our church website, our Facebook page, or our Peak of the Week newsletter. And you're also welcome to contact the church office via email or voicemail. Now we begin with prayer, and I'm going to invite Lisa to start that.
1: Please join me in this opening prayer. In the stillness of prayer, we unify our mind with the divine mind as we acknowledge the indwelling, pervasive, presence and power of God. Today, we lift in prayer all those dealing with the COVID virus or any other illness or health challenge. We see them filled with the healing power of spirit. We lift in prayer all those who are working tirelessly in clinics and hospitals and in all areas of service to keep us safe and healthy. We see them strengthened and energized with the power of spirit. We lift in prayer all who are serving as leaders in our community, our country, and globally. We see them filled with wisdom, love, and inspiration of spirit. Together, we envision a great healing and a restorative energy to fill our land and our hearts, renewing and revitalizing, returning all to the awareness of the presence of love and the deep connection we share with all living beings. Together, we come into this Christmas season with hope and faith love and joy and peace in our hearts in the light and power of the christ presence within so it is amen Today is a special day because we begin a four-week journey into Christmas that we know as Advent. This is a time that's filled with expectancy, anticipation, and preparation as we welcome and invite the Christ into our world. Our Advent wreath is round with no beginning and no end because it represents the completeness that we find with that Christ Presence within us. And the four candles represent the spiritual qualities of hope and faith, peace, love, and joy. You know, the word Advent actually means coming because it's about the coming of something momentous, something important. And I particularly love this holiday because Celebrating and observing Advent is a way for me to continue through the hecticness of getting ready for the holidays, to continue to center and spiritually ground myself in the deep and profound meaning of this holiday season. I invite you, if you have not already gotten the book, The Spirit of Christmas which is an Advent practice put out by Unity.org. You can go on the website, go to Unity.org, and you can download the PDF or order a hard copy. It has daily readings that take you through these next four weeks. They are written by Unity ministers across the Unity movement, and it's just a really beautiful way to prepare yourself for the Christmas holiday. What we'll be doing is we'll light our first Advent candle today, for the first Sunday of Advent, and then in the subsequent three weeks, we'll light an additional candle and be looking a little bit deeper at the qualities of each one of those candles and what they represent. At this time, I'd like to invite Kevin up to join me to light our first candle. The first candle represents hope and faith. As we light the candle of hope and faith... Turn within and feel that awakening of an awareness of the gift that is ours to discover, the presence of the Christ within. Isaiah, in the Christian scriptures, wrote, For to us a child is born, to us a child is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. Please join me in prayer. Infinite Spirit, we welcome hope and affirm faith. We welcome an increased awareness of our true selves as children of God. And we're dedicating this time of Advent to sharing our true selves with everyone who comes into our lives. Together, we discover and share the hope and faith, the peace, the joy, and the love of this season. Amen. back. (laughs) Welcome to Unity Minneapolis as we kick off this celebration and observation of the next four weeks of Advent. Um, You know what, we know that you have many choices when you um, decide where you want to be on a Sunday morning, and so we're so happy that you have decided to join us today. This service is a special Um, not only because it's the first Advent, but because it is the first service that Kevin Hudala and I, as ministerial interns here at Unity Minneapolis, under the mentorship of Reverend Pat, have been offered to lead. So I share this with you for two reasons. One, to let you know how excited we are to be here to do this. And second, to know that as interns, we're learning And everything's a new experience for us, so I will ask your forgiveness if you see or notice any little glitches in the service since this is our first opportunity to lead. But we're very excited to be here um, with you today. You know, one of our core values here at Unity Minneapolis is to be a warm, welcoming, and inclusive community. So we want you to know from our heart to yours that wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are welcome here, and we are happy to have you. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the divine presence of the Christ in you. And now, let's settle in as we go to the reading of the Daily Word.
0: we now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You're invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box or submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today is faith. My faith lights my path, and guides my way. As Advent season begins, my thoughts turn to faith. I believe in my capacity to be hopeful, assured, and strengthened as I embark on this journey of faith. Faith keeps me open to discovering reasons to have hope, even when I do not yet see any evidence for my hopefulness. Faith gives me assurance that my indwelling divinity will lead me to accomplish all that I set out to achieve. Faith fortifies me with the necessary strength to transcend my limited human knowledge, allowing divine wisdom to guide my thoughts and actions. I believe in good things to come and I believe in my ability to bring those things into manifestation. I am grateful for the gift of faith. And from Romans chapter 15, verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The word for today is faith. Please join me in meditation I invite you to relax and get comfortable focus on and deliberately slow your breathing feel your attention moving from your head to your heart feel your body and mind slowing and calming taking on a greater sense of peace gratitude and abundant well-being feel yourself gently surrendering to that Christ presence within surrendering into the arms of unconditional love. Today begins Advent and the journey to Christmas. Advent itself is all about expectant waiting, waiting and listening, waking up and living in a fuller awareness of the divine. Not only do we celebrate the birth of Jesus, but we also celebrate the Christ presence within him as well as within ourselves. Each time that we remember our own Christ nature, that Christ essence within us is energized and is born anew. The Christmas season may bring feelings of joy, celebration, and excitement, and yet it also may bring and trigger sadness, loss, and loneliness, especially this year. Wherever you find yourself and however you may be feeling, know this, you are not alone. Today we focus on hope and faith and the importance of nurturing hope to a state of confident faith. Hope is a beacon that guides us when we feel lost or in the dark. Faith is trusting in divine order and that all is indeed working for our good. Coming deeper into your heart to the manger there to that center of light and peace where the power of hope and faith are ever present coming home feel the warm embrace the unconditional love and acceptance the innocent Christ child presence that is you surely as your heart beats be assured of the Christ spirit Mm -hmm. as you and your absolute power to call forth hope and faith I invite you to take these truths into the silence and to simply rest for a while. Rest for a while in the quiet, in the stillness, in the silence. I invite you to gently return to this time and place, returning renewed and refreshed, returning with a greater sense of hope and increased faith in the divine. And so it is. Amen.
2: The raven is the birth of Christ the King. And memories flood my senses of Christmases gone by. The passing of the seasons as years fly swiftly by. New Christmas morning, and I am thankful. And I am thankful. my living legacy rings. The reason is the birth of Christ the King. And I
1: many thanks. Many, many thanks. What a beautiful song.
3: Thank you. My sister wrote that.
1: I know. I I read that and I was hoping you would share a little bit of that with us. Well,
3: I did a new holiday CD last year and I went through a a very near-death heart experience about close to 14 years ago and Reverend Pat was right there with me and um, so was Lori and all my friends and that I sing with But the most beautiful thing is, is in this 14 years of being able to live has been this growth of reward by watching my four sons and their lives expound with graduations and weddings and children being born. So that one on Christmas Day, my seven grandkids and all of my children, there's 16 of us in my personal family now. I look at the gift of still doing my work here on earth, even though it could have been different, and I am thankful. And my sister wrote it in the perspective of what it feels like for me every Christmas morning, and just how it touches my heart, and that it makes me stop and be
1: grateful for all that I have. Wow. That's amazing. What an amazing story. Thank you, Patty. You're
3: welcome. Thank you to Linda Peterson for writing it for me. And
1: thank you to Belinda, is it? My sister Linda. Linda. Yes. Thank you, Linda, yes. for sharing that and you bringing it out to the world to thank hear. Thank you very much. Wonderful. I love sharing it. That's And I, I'm really grateful because it's the perfect segue into a talk about hope and faith, isn't it? You're You just gave me the perfect testimony and story of what it's like when you are down in that dark place, but you're also a testimony that you can rise again. Yes,
3: I, I, yes, I believed. I believed. Yeah. I didn't know what it would be like, but
1: I, but I did believe. Lovely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, wow, I—that's my sermon. But I'll tell you what I would like to share. I'm going to start with a quote. It says, once you choose hope, this may ring true for you too, Patty, once you choose hope, anything's possible. This is actually a quote by a famous actor, Christopher Reeve. I think many of us probably know who he is. He had a very successful acting career. Um, A lot of you will remember him as the iconic representation of Superman in the movies which is still one of my favorite movies. But you may also know that in, in the midst of his very successful career, he had a tragic horse-riding accident, which left him paralyzed from the neck down. And yet, even after that tragedy, which, of course, completely changed his life, he put this quote out. Once you choose hope, anything's possible. And as you may know, even after that paralyzing event, he continued to live his life and inspire people. And I found myself inspired. So the first Sunday of Advent is a focus on hope and faith. And we're going to take a deeper look into how hope and faith are related and associated to each other. Because hope is really the first step toward building that consciousness of faith. That's really our natural way of living. I want to share with you a, a quote from the scriptures, which probably if you've been at Unity, you are going to recognize this quote because it's a very often quoted scripture here in the movement. It's from Hebrews eleven one, and it says, Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is the assurance of things that we hope for. We're assured of them, and it's a conviction even though we don't see them yet. I'd like to begin with a little story of a middle Midwestern town. It was a farming town, so the the population was pretty much made up of farmers or people who supported that farming industry. Now, over the last four to five years, they had experienced dwindling rainfall. And so at this time, they were pretty much in a severe drought. And the minister of the town really noticed how great a toll it was taking on the townspeople. She noticed that where they used to have a bounce in their step and they used to look each other in the eye and they'd have conversations about the crops or share a favorite fishing hole story. Now their feet moved like there was a great weight and their shoulders were down as if they were carrying that weight of the world on their shoulders. They had lines of stress and anxiety showing on their face, and their eyes were downcast as they walked through town while they ruminated on the anxiety of not knowing how they were going to make it through this year. So she knew she needed to do something. So she called a special prayer meeting, And she invited everyone in the town to meet in the town center at noon that day. They were going to get together, and they were going to pray for rain. So they put the word out. The the word spread. There was a special prayer meeting. Show up at the town center at noon. We're going to come together, and we're going to pray for rain. And they did. As we got close to the appointed time, People started showing up from all over town, and they began to form a prayer circle. And the minister noticed that as they each joined the circle, they they still had those lines of stress on their face, but they looked up with expectation. The time was come. She was about to start the prayer when she noticed someone running toward the circle going, "'Wait a minute, wait a minute.'" And she noticed a young woman running up to the circle. She was saying, wait for me, I'm coming, I'm coming. So she waited for the young woman to come in. And she knew this young woman. She knew how much her family had been struggling. And yet, as the young woman stepped into that prayer circle, she saw a smile on her face, and her eyes were alive. And she thought, what has happened? And the young woman looked up at the minister, and she said, I'm so sorry I'm late, but I knew we were praying for rain, and I didn't want to forget my umbrella. She didn't want to forget her umbrella. Hope and faith. We'll come back to that story as we continue to dive into these ideas. When we are in the dark... And all of us have been there at some point in time. Patty just shared a beautiful experience of, of, of when that happened for her. And I know all of you have had those moments when it just feels like nothing's going to work. It feels like you're in a dark hole and you don't know how to get out. There's a sense of heaviness and a weight that you just don't know how to lift. Some of you have that experience before. Some of you may be in that experience now. Heaven knows there's been a lot going on this year as we enter into this Christmas holiday. But going back to what Christopher Reeve shared, once you choose hope, anything is possible. Here's the thing about hope. Hope doesn 't require knowing anything it doesn't require knowing how or what or when it doesn't require knowing and or having an answer. Hope is just like this like this glimmer of light, like a flicker in our mind it 's like a little power surge in our thoughts that just for that moment. However wide it opens, it opens a space to allow an answer to come. And that first step is everything. From the revealing word, which is our um, metaphysical dictionary we use here at Unity, it describes hope as the expectation of good, excuse me, in the future. The expectation of good coming in the future. Similar to Advent. What is Advent? Advent is the expectation, the excitement, and the anticipation of something momentous coming. Hope is a quality from a human perspective because it has an element of time in it. It takes time. Some may think this sounds like wishful thinking. But in fact, the difference for me between wishful thinking and hope is that hope is fueled, it's powered by expectation. And that's really no small thing. There's a sharing in our book, The Spirit of Christmas, the Advent book that I, that I showed you before, where Reverend Karen Ramanstan says, Hope calls me from the depths of sadness. Hope instills possibility in my heart. This is what we saw demonstrated by the townspeople in our story. They didn't have an answer, they didn't know what would happen, but they showed up for that prayer meeting. And when they stepped into that prayer circle, they looked up with a glimmer of expectation and of possibility. That's hope. I found a wonderful mnemonic. I found it on a, a it was from a Unity talk at the Unity of Lehi. don't know who gave the talk. Um, I, and I don't know if I've ever heard this mnemonic before, but I really wanted to share it with you. H-O-P-E, hope. Having our power enlivened. Hope, because when we're in the dark, how does it feel? It feels like we've lost all power. We feel powerless and helpless. But even just the choice of hope, to choose for hope, enlivens our power. Have our power enlivened. I loved that, and I wanted to share that with you. For my own personal story, there are many times through my life, or at least a few, where I have found myself in that dark place. But about four or five years ago, it really struck me. Because I've been on this spiritual journey for a long time. I have had a very dedicated spiritual practice for many years. And I, about four or five years ago, when I began to see and feel and experience the level of negativity and divisiveness and hatred being expressed, there was a moment that it just became devastating. Because I have been praying for peace. I've been envisioning peace. I've been doing the spiritual work. And I saw this and I just felt like, for what? So I went and I sat at my meditation table. And I just sat there. Because the darkness and the weight Were all I could experience in that moment. I couldn't find an affirmation to say. I couldn't find a prayer to pray. I couldn't find a chant to sing. I just sat there and cried. And I cried a little more. And I cried until I was done crying. And as I sat there, I found my hand moving to the little wooden stick, and I tapped my sounding bell, my sounding bowl. I don't know how many of you have had a sounding bowl, but it makes the most exquisite sound. And I, let, I heard the vibration and felt the vibration of that sound fill the room, and I felt it fill me. And in that moment, I didn't have an answer, but a little space opened up of hope. And it allowed me to get up and move forward. So I invite you to think about how you invite hope in at those times when you need it. Sometimes it's just the smallest little act that's just enough to open our heart and our mind to move forward. And we don't have to do it alone. You can reach out. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to your loving pet. Reach out to the prayer chaplains or the ministerial staff here at Unity. You have help if you need it. But hope is just the first step. Because hope is the opening, but hope finds its fulfillment in faith. Hope comes to fruition in faith. And what do we mean by faith? Well, I hope was an expectation of good in time. So it's still within our human perspective. Faith takes us into a whole different experience and consciousness. It moves us into our divine nature where we know God is our source. And as hope is an expectation of good, faith is the certainty and assurance that that good is already present. From the revealing word again, it describes faith as a deep inner knowing that that which is sought is already ours for the taking. Going back to Hebrews 11, faith is assurance of things hoped for. Hope, the first step, the opening, that crack in that darkness, is the first step toward the assurance that faith provides, that good is ours and all is well. This was demonstrated by the woman who showed up with the umbrella. I think about her, I think about that character in that story, and I think she must have been at home thinking, oh my gosh, we're getting together and we're going to be praying for rain. I've got to find my umbrella because I don't want to get wet. That's what I want to live my life from. I want to come from that place of certainty that good is here now. The last point I want to make about faith is that once you get, to get from hope to faith, it requires some effort and practice. Because we're still coming from, most of us anyway, who are still walking this worldly experience, are still dealing with some maybe unconscious, false beliefs that tend to guide our thinking down uh, the road of negativity. So hope being the first step, but and then we step into the practice in, in unity. It's the practice of denials and affirmations, prayer, meditation. We begin to affirm the truth of God as our source and the fact that we are a whole perfect extension of that wholeness. And indeed, we are empowered to manifest all good in our life and in our world. From Myrtle Fillmore, who is one of the co-founders at Unity, she says this, we have a very decided part. We are to cease worrying and being anxious and thinking and speaking of the past and of apparent lack or idleness. We are to concentrate all our attention upon the truth of God and the truth of our own being, upon the very things we would see taking place in our lives. hope, having our power enlivened, is the first step in being fulfilled in the consciousness of faith, which is the assurance that those things we have hoped for are indeed present now. I have and a little action item I would like to invite you to participate in this week as we're looking at this uh, first week of Advent focused on hope and faith. I wonder how many of you spend every day look going on the Internet and looking up um, the COVID numbers of how many, how many more cases have been discovered, how many new deaths have occurred, What are the total numbers for our community, our state, our country, or globally? Now, understand I am not being critical. This is information, and information is good. But what I would like to invite you to do this week is is go on the Internet and Google hope during COVID. Google those words, hope during COVID. I did that when I was preparing for this talk, and it was the most beautiful and inspiring experience. The stories, and there are many that were shared. So I invite you, in honor of this week of Advent, to go and Google that and read those stories. And I invite you to live this season, this holiday season, in hope to shine your light so that others may see your light and be inspired to shine their light, to have their power enlivened and to live in hope and affirm faith. But most of all, may this season of hope be one that we live in the possibility of bringing about peace on earth from romans 15:13 may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust so that you may overflow with hope and the power of the holy spirit thank you and namaste
2: Jingle belling and everyone telling to be of good cheer. It's a most wonderful time of the year. It's the
1: a wonderful time of year. Oh, it's been such a blessing and a joy to share this service with you. Um, They say it takes a village, and and, I have found that out. So I just want to express my gratitude to our awesome musicians for supporting us through this, for our amazing tech team for showing up, for Reverend Pat for offering us this opportunity, and the whole staff who's done so much to support Kevin and I um, as we are learning and growing and stepping into our own ministerial presence. This is the time... When we, oh, I'm sorry, and I forgot to mention our ASL interpreter. Yay! Thank you for being here. Uh, this is a time when we ask that if you have been spiritually fed in any way through this service, this is an opportunity to give to Unity Minneapolis. You know, it is through all of your offerings and your gifts that Unity Minneapolis has been able to continue to provide spirit, spiritual support and connection. Especially through this time of the pandemic. And we're so very grateful for that. To give to Unity, you can, it's very simple. There's an orange donate button on the website that you can use that will step you through uh, making a donation online. Or if you're on your phone, you can text give to Unity at 77977. That information is probably showing up on your screen right now. Text that, and it'll step you through um, anything you need to do to make that um, loving gift to this church community to allow it to continue to spread its spiritual light. So let us center once again, feeling the power of hope and faith fill our being. Please join me in affirming our offertory blessing, which can be found in your order of service, Or it may be appearing online on your screen. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And so it is. Thank you.
0: take a moment, we take a moment and get in touch with a deep sense of gratitude and thanksgiving. And while there are many channels, we know, we know that there is only one source, God the good. And we bless all these gifts coming forth to Unity Minneapolis. We bless those gifts together and we know that we have the power to bless and what we bless increases. We bless these gifts and see them going forth to serve our mission of a transformed world. Transforming our world through love, peace, and compassion. And so it is And so we let it be. Once again, thank you, Lori and Patty. I mentioned at the start of the service that today begins our opportunity to pray with prayer chaplains via Zoom. And how that will look is you will follow the link, and that's on our website, and you'll be moved to a common room, and there a host will greet you and then basically funnel you to your own private room with a prayer chaplain. And that will be private and confidential. So encourage you, if you're so moved, to take advantage of that opportunity. We've got a handful of prayer chaplains ready and waiting to pray with you, if you so choose. The rest of our prayer chaplains are holding sacred space in the comfort and safety of their own homes, and we appreciate them as well. Next, what we have for you are a couple of special guests that are gonna join us via technology. And I would be willing to bet that you may at least be familiar, if not know these guests who are going to speak with us and have a special message
4: for us. You know, 2020 is a year that I'm sure that we will not forget. It's been one of the most challenging times in our lifetime and it's certainly been one of the most challenging times i've experienced in my 28 years of ministry just as you have had challenges in your own family either financial challenges or sickness or illness or you know or friends that have been challenged we too have had some challenges here at in minneapolis we are financially challenged in some ways and yet we are prosperous we we claim our prosperity even in the face of a budget shortfall of approximately 20 percent there's two streams of income here at unity minneapolis one is love offerings and that's your generosity and your gifts and we thank you so much the second stream of incomes are the activities that take place here in this building in this building such as rentals such as events such as concerts that are very well attended, classes and workshops that are attended more so in person than on Zoom. So that second stream of income is also lacking as we enter into November and December. Yes, we're about 20% below our income budget. And I want to turn this over to Nancy Miolo, our executive director, we would like to talk to you a little bit about how we have controlled expenses.
5: Hello, Unity. We Pat got you up to date on our income, I'm going to share with you about our expenses in 2020 as we've shifted to the virtual world. Some of our expenses have been reduced with that shift. We are no longer printing bulletins for the Sunday service. We're not stocking the bookstore. We're not buying hospitality supplies. In addition, we've made investments in some areas, in particular technology, to help us to reach out to all of you. We have five Zoom accounts now. We're making a major investment to upgrade our live stream capabilities. And our staff continues to seek new ways to connect with all of you. Third category is expenses that have remained the same or close to the same. We're still mowing the lawn. We'll be removing snow soon. We're heating the building and we're paying our staff. We're taking care of the people that are making this all happen for us. So we thank you for the love offerings and all the support in 2020. And we also know that the 2020 story is not complete. About 24% of our income comes in November and December. So the success of our year-end giving campaign will be key to our well-being financially in 2020, but also as we move into 2021 and we take on the new year together as community. I thank you. I'll send you back to Reverend
4: Pat. Thank you, Nancy Miello. I don't know what I would do without you. She is such an asset to our ministry. You know, for our UN Giving, our goal is 100% participation. So if we're if you are associated with this ministry, or consider yourself a part of this ministry, we want to invite you to make a year-end gift over and above your normal giving. We want to be able to finish this year in a strong financial way and be able to step in to 2021 with a spiritual aspect of discovery about ourselves and the world. I love you, I bless you, and I behold that living presence of the divine within you and give thanks for the prosperity that you share with our community. Love
1: and Blessings. Wow, thank you, Reverend Pat. Thank you, Nancy, for that very special message. And just um, to reiterate, we are, our goal this year is 100% participation from our church community as we look at the end of an extraordinary year. And now I'd like to invite Kevin up to the platform as we draw to a close with our prayer for protection. The light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. And the presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever God is, I am divine and all is well.
2: Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes, snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes, silver white winters that melt into spring. These are a few of my favorite days. When the dog bites, when the bee stings,
3: Lisa, hey, thanks for joining us today. Look forward to seeing you very, very soon. Be safe, be well. Have a lovely rest of your Sunday. See you soon.